You're listening to the DGD Podcast. Sponsored by La Touraine. Here's your hosts, Robert Reynolds and Juan Daniels. Welcome to this episode of the DGD Podcast. As always, the NCDGD himself, Robert Reynolds. We've got a lot to cover today, but first, let's go ahead and get started. Today's show is brought to you by... Lot terrain. Use code DGD at checkout to get 10% off your purchase site wide. Also, feel free to hop in the Discord, free Discord, discord.gg forward slash Bones Brigade. Join it today, talking March Madness, all types of stuff. Also, get intel over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash DGD podcast. Patrick Oliver saying, go dogs. Listen, guys. We're going to talk a little bit about Georgia's Pro Day. We're going to talk about the NFL free agency. That's It's going to be interesting. Let's just be honest. It's going to be very, very interesting. Very interesting, right? Everybody keeping up with it. Listen, it's going to be it's a wild time. So I'm going to say wild times. But let's first here jump in. Georgia Pro Day, 32 teams in, in attendance. You know, and honestly, rightfully so. This defense coming off a national title. Man, oh, man, oh, man. What a crazy time to be alive. As always, Roots here at How About Him. Four dogs in the first round. Look, you could honestly see five. And we'll talk a little bit about that in just a second. But that pro day, you know, a lot of takeaways here. I think, you know, people, when when they watched pro day, definitely were concerned about N'Kobe Dean um, not not testing as well, not looking like himself. And, you know, there was a peck strand that Coach uh, Smart had mentioned. Listen, I don't think that impacts teams, honestly. I just don't see that. Um, you know, and Darian Kendrick, I think you could take away, you know, the slower 40 time. How is that going to impact him in the draft? Um, honestly, I see a little bit of a fall there. Um, you know, for his size, I think you had to hit in the, the four fives, four sixes, and a four seven is not that uh, pleasant for the eyes. Uh, in the NFL. So, you know, I, I think ultimately if the team, the right team will get him. And when that happens, I think you'll definitely see a, uh, a team. What is, I feel like his own scheme would be fine for him. Um, we'll see how that goes though. Um, but look, I think you saw exactly what we saw in the combine. Not a lot of forties being ran, right? Listen, with how much, with how fast those guys ran in Indy, there's no need. There's no need to run like that. Just going to leave that there. There's no need to run again when you have those ta- uh, those that fast. Right? You just it's not making sense. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and listen, I think it's one of those situations where you know you see the you see the testing and things like that, and you feel confident that like you, like Rude said earlier, you're going to see four guys, maybe even five, in the first round. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, and I can't wait for it, right? I just can't wait now for the draft, uh, to see where these guys go. Right. And honestly, I think, you know, it's crazy to believe this, but a couple months ago, everybody, you know, within the Georgia, you know, the space could say that, um, you know, Jordan Davis is going to be the top guy off the, you know, off the board. Uh, and now you look back to now and, and there's almost a consensus that Trayvon Walker could go top five. Right. These guys at the combine made themselves a ton of money, period. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where these guys go. We'll talk a little bit more about that. 
Uh, so the brigade will sit here and we'll read some comments and and tell us your you know tell us where you think uh, some Georgia Bulldogs will go. Uh, Patrick asks, does Dean's draft stock drop because he was nursing an injury at pro day? I don't think so. I understand that you know you don't like to see guys get injured. Uh, honestly, just today, I think at Michigan's pro day, uh, David Ajabo got, uh, was testing or whatever and got hurt. Uh, so hopefully it doesn't ding him too much. Um, in regards to Dean, I, I just don't see Dean's draft stock dropping too much. He's going to go in the first round. I think, you know, you, you might see him in the 20s, perhaps, uh, early 20s, maybe. Depending on, like I said, depending on what these teams are looking for, you could see him go slightly earlier. But, um, you know, I think, obviously, when it comes to the draft and all these other things, I think you really have to look at, you know, projections and team needs. Right? Obviously, that's the key here. Um, you know, I, I think Trayvon Walker could go anywhere from, you know, you think of the Houston Texans at three. Uh, you have, you know, the Giants at picks five and seven. You can see them go to the eight at the Falcons, depending on how things go. Uh, if if number eight pick there for them stays. Um, and, and obviously free agency, with it being as wild as it is, is kind of one of those things. Um, you know, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Like I said, you have, you know, obviously until free agency. And then I think once free agency is over is when we'll really know uh, for sure, where we have a good feel where these guys will go. Roots thinks uh, he thinks that any team that is interested aren't worried about his physicals. Talking about Dean, there after his football IQ, Luke Keekley was undersized too. Absolutely, man. There's been several guys that are undersized, um, but instincts and just watching the tape shows you that these guys are NFL caliber, and I think Dean's one of those guys. So it makes complete sense. And he even said it to himself. He said, "What are you talking to NFL teams? Watch the tape." And it makes perfect sense. He's not a he's not a testing guy. He's a, you know, put your pads on, go on there on Saturdays and show you what's what he's about. That's simple as that. Uh, but let's talk about Trayvon Walker first. First off, physical freak. <laughs> There's no question about it. Physical, physical freak. Genetics are just insane. Period. There's no question about it. Uh, what is it? Six fives. I think six five two seventy two, four five forty. Just broad jumping out of the, or broad jumping across the country, you know, all these things that, you know, vertical jump is ridiculous. Look, just saying it's, it's just ridiculous how that works. You know, and honestly, you know, looking at what teams are looking for, I think the Texans with their need for about anything, you know, obviously the Sean Watson news, whenever it decides to happen where he goes, that's going to tell you because, you know, if they, if he goes to the Falcons, the Falcons could get give up their eighth pick, so the Texans could have three and eight, right? So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, obviously, as we go through, we'll find out more. Obviously, if you're curious, I do uh, a mock draft Mondays uh, over there for the Patreon where everybody can see it. Uh, so expect a, a 3.0 Monday per se. Uh, Patrick says he likes Walker to the Giants, and they love their dogs. Absolutely, man. Um, obviously, you have Aziz, you know, most recently, uh, Tay Crowder, Lorenzo Carter, Andrew Thomas. Uh, so there's a pipeline. There's a pipeline of Georgia dogs over in the in the Giants uh, franchise. Now, the thing is, how does the new regime there, how do they transfer? How does it translate? I guess you could say, Patrick, um, because it's going to it's going to tell you. Right. Um, and, and Ruth says that would be sick combining uh, Aziz and Tay Crowder. You know, listen, if you got Trayvon Walker with those two guys, holy cow, that's all I'm going to say. 
because the the edge rushing you you would get to every quarterback pretty easily, um, you know. And what they have at the you know as edge rushers, this is why Jordan Davis is going to be, in my opinion, should be coveted more than people think. You know, everybody wants to look at his ability to be two downs, and honestly, I kind of kind of scoff at it to some degree. My man could play three downs, especially when he's going to get down to three thirty range. I think you'll give him the chance to go three downs. But at the same time, when he's playing 250-260 and you're in third and uh, third and long situations so much, why why don't you sit there and take him out and focus on adding another edge rusher or a pass rusher, somebody to get to the quarterback? It transferred, and it worked perfectly to the tune of a national title. So all this three-down thing, I understand it, but I'm not 100% sold on the fact that he's just a two-down guy. I'm just not. I, I think he has the capability to play three downs. But like I said, when Georgia was, you know, Georgia's defense was playing on third and down, third and long, get a pass rusher, play an extra cornerback, you know, take him out and put, you know, an extra rusher to get to the quarterback. And we saw what happened, and it works. I mean, it makes sense, right? So obviously, you got to worry about the the cardio and different things like that. But listen, his condition at, at three thirty is going to be just fine, guys. It'll be just fine. So, you know, going to that right there, I think, you know, I think wherever he goes. Uh, you know, the, a sim like Mike Tomlin at Pro Day uh, was all on the JD train. So, if if he were to fall to twenty, which I, honestly I think he's not, I think he I think he goes before twenty. But you know, you could definitely see the Steelers make a run for it because he would fit perfectly in Pittsburgh. Um, simple as that. So, it'll be interesting how it, how it plays out. Um, you know, Rudes asked another question: Where does JD go with all the attention on Trayvon? Uh, Bengals, Chargers, with Bosa, Malik, Seattle. You know, I think you could look at Seattle um, because they will they will be drafting first, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> but depending on how things fall in free agency, you know, do they go with quarterback? Right? They've got Drew Lock there. That you know, I don't know what they view him as, but um, <clears throat> sorry, I don't know how they view him. So you could see Seattle take a quarterback to try to find that one guy. Honestly, this quarterback class is not the one, so we'll see what happens there. Um, but my perfect fit for Jordan Davis is the Chargers. It, it just makes sense, especially when you see um, – <clears throat> excuse me. So you have – let's see. George, so you got – you got they add – they add um, they add Khalil Mack, and then you have Bosa already. They've got help on the secondary. So it just makes sense to me. And the only thing, the question in here is the Chargers, if I'm not mistaken, added defensive tackles, but is it a true nose? Or would it be like a Devontae playing a three-tech kind of thing? That's my question there. But And still, honestly, I think the Chargers are the perfect fit for him because you, they need help in the run really bad, really bad. So you do that right there. You get Jordan Davis, that stops the run. And it also opens up the pass rushers. And Khalil Mack running back. If you have Khalil Mack running free because of Jordan Davis, absolutely awful. And let's be honest, the AFC West, if you're not keeping up with the NFL free agency, the AFC West – has gone completely bonkers. Um, you're talking about murderers row. Every team in the AFC West, on paper so far, have just killed free agency. Um, with what they have, it is it is becoming a gauntlet out west. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens there. I think it's going to be truly telling how things play out. Really telling how they play out. Um, meanwhile, guys, in the meantime, uh, while we let uh, the brigade talk a little bit more, make sure if you're watching on YouTube, guys, make sure to hit that like and subscribe. That way you get notifications, ring the bell. So you get notified when the show goes live Monday, Friday. Um, also, if you're on Facebook, hey, 
like it, share it, guys. Share it out. Um, with that being said, though, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, Devontae Wyatt. I think Devontae Wyatt, guys, Devontae Wyatt is a, is a was that was a name, I should say. It was a name that was really kind of an afterthought but still could have high draft value. The combine and his pro day solidified him as being a, a top-tier pick and honestly one that's going to fall in, if not the 20s, before that. It's going to be it's going to be wild. It, it will. 300 pounds running a 477. I think it was three or four. I think it was. So, you know, it's one of those things where there, there's a lot of possibilities here. Um, and it's going to be fun to see, right? Uh, I hope that he uh, gets to the right situation. I, I think you look at you look at Devontae Wyatt, um, and Ruse brings it up here. You know, he wanted to hear his thoughts on Wyatt's versatility as a true three down defensive tackle versus JD size and potential. You know, I, I think you look at Devontae Wyatt and, and you look at his capabilities in stopping the run and also, you know, rushing the passer. He he might go ahead of Jordan Davis, depending on how teams. Facets of the run game. So with that being said, uh, to answer Rude's question, you know, I think teams covet that. And honestly, I think you're looking at Jordan Davis uh, as a potential pick, right? Like some potential, but definitely some proven commodities here. Uh, that's why I think the Chargers at 17 are perfect because when with their need for pass uh, for pass or run blocking, I should say, run run stoppage, they need help in the run game and run defense. That being said, it makes perfect sense to get a guy like Jordan Davis so that you can sit there and obviously you have elite pass rushers, but you know. Stopping the run has been something that they've really struggled, which is why I think with what Jordan Davis is about, his measurables, everything, and the potential of him to help in the run game and potentially even, you know, in the pass game. Listen, everybody knows edge rushers are nice, but if you can get pressure from the inside and collapse the pocket from right ahead, right up front, that's 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 a whole lot different. That's a different beast. That's a different beast. So in all honesty, I think you look at – you know, you look at Jordan Davis, and I think, honestly, you know, like I said, the Chargers are a perfect fit. So I think Chargers are going to stay at 17 and pick him up. But Devontae Wyatt, you know, depending on how teams view the defensive tackle class, you could see, you know, do you see the Eagles pick him up, right? Look, the Eagles just let uh, release Fletcher Cox yesterday. Now, they're trying to work on getting him back. But if for something happens, maybe that's a guy. Maybe they look at Jordan Davis or Devontae at that point, Right. Uh, you know, I would like to see Devontae in the Eagles or, you know, if he falls a little bit, I think you could see him uh, playing at a team like the Bills. Right. Think about Devontae's capabilities with Von Miller. And, you know, the 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 Bills had a situation where they were so close to winning the title or, the, the you know, going to the Super Bowl. But the, obviously the defense and the, the edge rusher, which is why them picking up Von Miller is probably going to help them get to the top. But if you put Devontae White in there. That's another guy that can just come right in and play. Um, you know, obviously the Packers as well. Packers could use him, right? Packers could use uh, Devontae. You know, it, they could use a defensive guy. But also, I think you look, and this is where this is where it's going to get interesting because we're so faceted on the defense. But if you look at what just happened at Green Bay, you have Aaron Rodgers there. You have, you know, you have an opening in regards to. Um, you know, a receiver, right? And, and if you're a Packers fan, you understand what I'm about to say. It has been since 2002 when they drafted Javon Walker 
That's the last time the Packers have drafted a skill position player in the first round. That is ridiculous. That has to change. You just let, you know, you just traded Devontae Adams. That tells me you need to do your damn due diligence and get a receiver. Depending on what they do with their first pick, they also have the 29th pick, if I'm not mistaken. If they go defense for some reason, they have another shot. Or maybe, who's to say, maybe they get two receivers. Why? You know, and honestly, I think George Pickens would be an excellent fit in Green Bay. You have the size, you have the speed. Now, this receiving class is loaded, right? So it would not shock me to see, you know, to say, you know, maybe the Packers want to fall at 29. Maybe Jamison Williams is a guy, right? But if you're looking at a guy that can come in and instantly play and instantly make an impact, there's a reason why I think Jordan, uh, George Pickens would fit here. So there could be a potential, especially with the Packers losing uh, Devontae to a trade. Now they get that first round pick. Now they got two first rounders. It would make sense for me to believe that George Pickens could even side up in the first round. It really could. And I've also thought that Lewis Seen would be a good pickup there as well. Um, you know, or Devontae. I'd love to see a Georgia player get picked at Green Bay, right? You look at Eric Stokes, his success as a rookie in Green Bay did very well uh, in coverage, things like this. So there's a lot of upside to him. Maybe the maybe Green Bay could look at that and say, "Hey, look, just got a cornerback here. They know what's going on. He's done done us well. Maybe you look at a scene, or like I said, go to Pickens. We'll read back into the brigade here. Eagles would be a fantastic spot for Wyatt or JD after releasing Fletcher Cox. And honestly, Roots, after that, if the Eagles are not able to get him back, I definitely think the Eagles at fifteen could probably fifteen or sixteen because they have fifteen, sixteen, and nineteen. You could definitely see one of these guys go if they're there, which I think J, uh, J.D. would probably still be there. Devontae would, I think, definitely be there. Uh, you know, they need an edge rusher. But at the same time, if you if you lose your defensive tackle, and Fletcher Cox has been very, very dominant, I'm just saying you need to replace him. If you don't sign him back, you need to replace him. And with three picks in the top 20, because they're 15, 16, 19 right now currently, it would make perfect sense for him to get dra- one of those guys to get drafted. Uh, you know, honestly, you could look at Jermaine Johnson fitting as well, even though he's a Florida State. He was a former dog. So keep that in mind. Uh, you know, there could be some Jermaine Johnson love for Eagles as well. Um, Roots also asked, is George a legit first round talent with the speed he saw at the combine? Not sure George Pickens will go as high as expected earlier in the year. And, and Roots, I think you could definitely see. I think there's a potential for a first round talent. I definitely think he's talented enough to be first round. I think it's where the team needs fall, right? Uh, You know, obviously the draft is built, you know, you have to watch out for runs, right, position runs. So, you know, you look at guys like Alave and Jamison Williams, you know, where, you know, uh, Ohio State's receivers, you've got, you've got several guys. Um, So I definitely think he's a legit first round talent. It's just a matter of how the chips fall, right? He's not going to go in the top half of the draft, but I think he could side up into the back half. Uh, you know, you look at Green Bay at 29, depending on what they do with their first of the two uh, draft picks, definitely could sit there and look at it as, as, well, you know, we need we need a receiver. So I would I would be shocked if, you know, I would be shocked if Aaron Rodgers isn't sitting here evaluating the receiving class and looking at, hey, look, I want this guy. I want my options. Because with what you invested into Aaron Rodgers, it would be stupid as an organization not to to get him some help for one, 
but to get his opinion on it. You know, he just what he did a four year deal, if I'm not mistaken. Get his get his opinion. He, he you know, he he did very well with Devontae. You know, listen, don't see if you're the Packers, don't sit here and wait, you know, for the second to third rounds, even though you could show Aaron Rodgers you're 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 supporting him. And and he's said it in years past where, you know, it'd be nice to have some help in the first round, but he doesn't. They draft offensive linemen, which is understandable, you know, defensive help. And, and then, you know, the one year that you know, I think a couple years back when they drafted Jordan Love, it, it shook everybody because you know, at the time, there was receivers out there that you could have picked up and got him help, right? But when you go and draft his heir apparent, what is that? That puts out a bad vibe. So if if this year, this year is the year that you have to sit here and get Aaron Rodgers some help. He's got one title, multiple MVPs. Get him some help. And there's so much value in this draft that you need to sit here. First off, you afford the first round pick. Get one of those. Those one of they better be a, a receiver. Whether it's Pickens or not, it better be a receiver. Um, it would be nice if it was Pickens, uh, you know. But then you also have those multi, you know, the, the, the mid rounds, things like that. It makes perfect sense to go draft. Uh, Aaron and George Pickens would be too strong in the possession receiver he needs now. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, right? You see George, you run in a four, I think a four four flat, four four like four four range. But then also at six three, and and watching his tape, you see he can run routes, excellent blocker. And honestly, I'm sitting here looking at it in a sense of, you know, I think it'd be a good fit, right? Depending on where he goes. So that, that's where I'm at right now. So I definitely think George Pickens would be a good fit, honestly. You know, and maybe maybe they pick something, you know, like I said, at 29. Maybe they get maybe they get a receiver. You know, Jamison Williams could go to the, you know, it would make sense for Jamison Williams to go to the Patriots. Right, the Patriots have a couple needs there, but given Jamo and Mac Jones a reunion, I, I think Bill Belichick would kind of be wise to do that. Uh, you know, and, and Bill Belichick knows how it goes. I think that he does very valuable. He's good at drafting, right? Him and Kraft are good at drafting. So maybe you see George Pickens in there. You know, and honestly, stay tuned to the mock draft, and I'll show you what I'm talking about Monday, guys. You'll you'll understand. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, so we got a linebacker comparison now. Trayvon is a true edge rusher versus, Aziz, I'm assuming, Aziz last year that could play in space and rush. It's mm, a good one, buddy. I think you look at Trayvon, you know, Trayvon at Georgia could do, could do it all. He was, you know, excellent at setting the edge. And that's another thing that Aziz as well. They're, they're basically very similar in this. Um, I, I think, you know, Aziz can play better in space, right? I think he's, you know, I think he's just built to do that. Uh, but listen, Trayvon, we know he can do both. He can do it all. We saw him set the edge. We saw him, you know, attack the point of attack, right? We're pulling guards. Michigan game comes to mind. Something that I think when he gets into the, the NFL, right? I think when Trayvon enters the NFL, it's going to be key to see how the defense, where he goes, uses him. I think Georgia used him all over the place. Whereas, you know, Trayvon's going to be used as a pass rusher here, more than likely. So, you know, is he going to be used in the run as much? I think you need to at that point. But if you want him, if you want him to focus on the edge, I think you're, that's really where you're really going to see that potential get tapped, Roots, where Tray, you know, Trayvon's worthy of a top ten pick because he, you know, what he did, you know, stats 
you can't look at stats with this defense. All right. This is the one defense that you cannot look at stats because Jordan Davis had so much impact without, you know, with minimal stats. Trayvon Walker didn't have as many sacks as people would think, but he was that dominant, you know, because everybody was getting to the quarterback. So I think, you know, if you put him as a true edge rusher at 6'5, 6'6, you know, look, you saw what he did against, you know, some of the best talent that we played in the biggest games, right? Just long arming guys, getting them out of the way and getting to the quarterback. So the right situation, you know, if he goes that early, I think you have to look at a team wanting him to be that guy, right? If he goes to the Texans, I think that's the keys. That's that's just the key there. Right? He's going to be the guy. But if he goes to the Giants and you have Aziz and you have Tay Crowder, and you know, that's where it's going to get really interesting, right? It's where it's going to get really interesting because now you add another, you know, now you add another piece to that. And it'll be very fun to watch. Very fun to watch. Um, all right, Roots, have fun at those meetings, my man. That sounds painful, guys. Um, you know, looking at it, though, here, obviously, you got N'Kobe Dean. We'll talk a little bit about N'Kobe, and then we'll wrap it up for the day. N'Kobe, you know, everybody wants to sit there and try to ding him for, you know, not running 40s. And, you know, at the combine, he didn't test. He just did interviews. I think if you if you follow N'Kobe enough, you understand that he is a – is a true pads guy, right? You, you put on the tape, you understand what he's about. He's not going to test well, so it'd be pointless, and it would actually be a little bit detrimental for him to do that. So when you see him at his pro day, and he doesn't really do much, but he does the field drills, and he was hampered a little bit. The, the NFL, I think, understands with him. Put on the tape, and you'll completely understand what you're getting uh, as a linebacker. And obviously, I think you look at teams with Nicobe. You know, you could look at the Eagles with Nicobe. I think that would be an interesting pickup because uh, they do need a linebacker. But, you know, at the same time, what about the Steelers at 20? Because you have <clears throat> you have the Patriots that could use them at 21. You also have the Cowboys, if they really want to, to open up Michael Parsons at 23 or 24, I think 24 maybe. So you're looking, you know, you look at Nicobe Dean and right in the 20s range, early to mid-20s is a perfect spot for him to go. There's just so much – there's so many teams there that could could use a linebacker, right? I think if you put him in yellow and black, it would it would be – you know, the instincts kind of reminds me of a guy that you would fit well, right? Um, definitely think that Pittsburgh would be a good fit for him. Uh, you know, it obviously depends on what Pittsburgh needs. Uh, but if not, like I said, the Eagles – I mean, the, the Patriots right behind them. Patriots could use a linebacker. And Bill Belichick loves him some damn Georgia Bulldogs right now. It, he, he knows because he knows these guys are NFL ready. This <laughs> is proven. So you can see that, you, you know, you could definitely – honestly, the Eagles at 19. If, if they wanted to, you could do the Eagles at 19, the Steelers at 20, Patriots at 21, and then the Cowboys, I think, at 24. And they really – I don't know about the Bills, but you maybe look at the Bills getting a defensive guy to really help, the, you know, the, to help the defense. Like you said, Nicobe Dean is a field general, period. There's no question about it. He's a field general. He's going, to, he's going to make your defense better just, you know, obviously just as you see what happens. But I think the instincts right here is really going to help. You know, he's a good run. He's a good run stuffer. Uh, he's able to cover, right? Everybody wants to look, worry about his 40. But look what he did against Blake Corum in the uh, Orange Bowl. Guys, think about that, right? He's athletic enough to cover, period. Now, obviously, you got to worry about slotting and things like that. But his instincts are what's going to keep him on the field and, and really 
be a long, like a have the longevity as a linebacker. Just makes sense. You could say he's undersized, but like you said, Patrick said earlier, Luke Keekly was undersized, and Luke Keekly was a damn good player for the uh, Panthers. Probably one of their best linebackers, period. Right outside of Thomas Davis, go dogs there. But th- there's just so much. There's so much that you could sit there and see, you know, with with all the guys in the you know in the rounds here. And there's a lot to talk about. We're going to wrap it up here uh, for the show part and then stick around for a little Q&A. But uh, with that being said, though, guys, have a great weekend. Catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the DGD Podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and to the DGD Podcast YouTube channel, where you can watch live Mondays and Fridays at noon Eastern. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the DGD Podcast. And check out the website at www.dgdpodcast.com. 